You're listening to Touch the Line Podcast. Focused on leadership, culture, and building a team. Here's your host, Evan Silver. Welcome to Touch the Line Podcast. Today we have Madison Waterman who works at Silver Salon. And today the episode is titled Leading an Unhealthy Teammate to the Top. Now, the great thing is, Madison, we're on the other side of this where you're at the top. <laughs> so I kind of want to give our listeners the the full scope of things of where you were and where you are now. So I can go back to post-quarantine. Mm-hmm. I think if anyone's listening to this and they're a, especially I know salon owners went through this with staff, they come back from quarantine because we had eight weeks with our kids, with our families and and it, we had all that downtime. I think a lot of people were kind of pressed the reset button yeah. and they're like, is hair what I want to do? Or is insurance what I want to do? Or photography what I want to do? Yeah. It was a great time to, I felt like we kind of restarted a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so tell us like what quarantine was like for you and then coming back to the salon. I feel like like when quarantine started, um, we were hearing all this about COVID and things were getting pretty serious. And we had our Zoom call on that Tuesday night and we were like, tomorrow's going to be our last day. Everybody's like bawling, crying, like nobody really knows what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like after I left the salon, um, it was actually the next Thursday because Wednesday we worked. Um, we had rescheduled everybody and it was like it was real. And I feel like I was in shock till about the following Monday. So we were like, we were slumming at home. We were watching Netflix. Like we were just like trying to get, figure everything out. And that next Monday I woke up and I was like, we're not going to waste this time. We can't waste this time. So I um, I bought a preschool curriculum for my daughter. Um, I got us into a daily schedule and I went into full stay-at-home mom mode. But I feel like even more than stay-at-home mom, like just stay at home all the time. (laughs) Like you couldn't do anything. And, um, so I got into that lifestyle and every day at four o'clock I would listen to our governor and see if we were going back to work. And that was traumatic in itself. Like just having to watch that every day. Um, so then, you know, we're getting into our routine. My daughter turned two in quarantine. Um, we're going through all this. And then he, he drops the bomb one day about eight weeks in, um, that we're going back. So immediately I call Erin. She's like, I'm still listening to it. So we figure out we're going back. We all, you know, we get into the salon and we're all going, you know, we're calling all of our guests. We're getting all of them in. We're booking ourselves like we never have been booked before. Yeah. And kind of forgetting that we have been out of the ring for eight weeks. That's kind of when a shift kind of happened. And I realized that it was happening like we were going back. And even though you and Aaron were completely transparent, like you were like, we're wearing a mask. We've, you know, we spent X, Y, and Z on these um, air purifiers. We're going to take their temperatures. They're going to sit in their cars. Like, I feel like you guys did everything in your power to prepare us for what it's going to be like, but nobody knew what it was going to be like. Not at all. Even though like I had been told all that stuff and I was kind of prepared. Like, I feel like what I walked into on those, probably the first month back was not what I was prepared for, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, you went from zero to a hundred overnight quick (laughs) and you're now you're at a hundred and you're wearing a mask. 
I mean, it, it, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And the sad thing is we only thought we were going to do that for a few months. Uh, and we're still doing later. it. But it was a lot. You didn't have time to, to eat, to mm-hmm. breathe, to do anything. Because you had people that would have saw you in those last eight weeks. And now everybody's want, wanting the first reservation mm-hmm. available. And we introduced a new uh, system for weighing color, which is Vish, which we love. It's really great. Now we implemented this on day one back from quarantine. So I don't know if that was the best decision, <laughs> but it was a decision. Some people think it was. <laughs> I'm not one of those people, but some people think it was. Um, but also, I forgot to mention, I also I put my daughter in um, preschool for the first time. Yes, that's during, that's a big thing during those weeks. So everything was different. My entire life was just different. Yeah. Um, so we noticed when you came back that. We we know we we knew everybody kind of came back with different mindsets. Mm-hmm. Some people came back and they're like, you know, especially if you didn't if you weren't married or had kids, you're like, oh God, I'm so glad to be back. Me, I was so glad to be back because being home with two children like drove me insane. <laughs> so I, I was ready to get back. Um, so we just kind of watched all of our staff very intently just to kind of see you know, where everyone was. And I, I, we noticed you kind of, you would get frustrated very easy. Little things would kind of throw you off the rails. And For so like the rest of the day, <laughs> yes. And you could, you couldn't recover. Mm-hmm. And so we had a, we had a tough conversation. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the toughest conversations I've ever had. I don't even know. Do we schedule it? Did I reach out to you and say, Hey, can we talk? Or was it just after your shift? I can't remember. I had worked that day, but I don't, I don't remember if we talked about it or if I was just about to head out. Yeah. I can't remember either, but I remember we sat down and I asked how you were doing and I just had to give you the reality. And this is how I prepare for a tough conversation. I have to think, do I see Madison as a better version of herself on the other side of this? That's number one. And number two, do I love Madison? Because it's really hard to have a tough conversation for someone that you don't love and you don't see them as a better version of themselves on the other side. So those are the two things. And so answering those two things, I had to be very clear. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, it was tough. And yeah. it was almost like I was painting a picture. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I'm about to show you, because I think you were so busy at work. Mm-hmm. You were so focused that there's a lot of things that you didn't realize that were going on. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it, it hurt. And, you know, you left and you sat in your car for about 40 minutes. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if she's coming back to work here. I really don't. And you came back into it and just said, Hey, I'm sorry. And I'm willing to get better. We all would have hugged you, but it was, you know, COVID, <laughs> COVID. going around. <laughs> But you got to realize this, if you're listening, that uh, awareness is a catalyst for change. We talked to Madison. You were aware. Mm -hmm. You knew, man, something is, I know I'm off. Right. You know, I didn't know you just put your daughter in a daycare for the first time. I didn't know you had like structure and curriculum. I mean, you know, so those are things to to ask and see. But you were very aware of the situation. That's a catalyst for change. Now, let's just say if we would have went in that conversation and you just said, huh? 
no, I'm, everything's fine. I'm good. I don't understand what's, you know, you're, I don't even understand why we're meeting. Then I'll be like, oh crap, she's not aware. Hi. This is going to be really hard. I would love to hear like your your side and like talk about that conversation. Well, our first conversation, our first hard conversation was actually when you first came on staff in 2018. Um, so I had come back from maternity leave. Um, again, my whole life changed in eight weeks. Like oh, what is yes. it about I eight remember weeks? this one. I was battling postpartum depression in silence. And when that was like, when it was brought to my attention that like people were Vibe, vibing off of me. <laughs> People could feel that. Right. I I realized that I was like, okay, I need to let I need to let let my teammates know what I'm going through, not to make them feel sorry for me, but just for them to like better understand me. And I knew that I also worked with mothers who had probably been in the same boat that I was. So the reason I bring that up is after I had Lola, um, I started having these vivid memories of my childhood, and I was struggling with that. So I, I didn't choose to make to take a step in that until two years later, which was our next hard conversation. So when you brought it to my attention that I was, I mean, I was projecting my problems on other people. Like 100% not okay. And after we talked and I sat in my car for, I don't even know, at least an hour, bawling my eyes out, getting my getting my thoughts together, thinking about what you said, like just replaying everything through my head, I realized that my problems were not other people's problems to bear. And that, um, so what I made a decision that like it wasn't my coworker's like it wasn't it wasn't theirs to carry. It wasn't anybody's job but myself to figure out if I was okay. So I was like, what I what you guys needed for me and what I needed for myself was I had I had to make a conscious decision to be happy at work and to put my best foot forward so that I could make a change and and go from there. So that's what I chose to do. And I know you like laugh and said that it's like scary how like I can like flip a switch and just be like, okay. Yeah. It was like the next day. Yeah. You just came in with a different attitude. Yeah. And it was a conscious decision. I had let um I had let quarantine and COVID and the negativity of the news and then what I was battling, you know, like internally too, like it was coming out. Like it was just all pouring out. And that wasn't okay. So for my relationship with everybody to to be mended, even like people that didn't know that it needed to be mended, I had to make a conscious decision that when I walked through the back door and when I was behind the chair that I was I was gonna be happy like one hundred percent of the time. And outside of work, it was my responsibility to seek therapy to seek out answers that I needed to talk it out with my husband and like get his point of view. Cause he's the level headed one in our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so like that, that was my responsibility. And I realized what I took from our conversation was that I, I was making my problems, other people's problems and yeah. that that was not okay. That's so, that that's sense. the first time I've heard you really elaborate on that. That's, that's just beautiful. What, what do you think? Because leaders, sometimes we don't want to have those tough conversations. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like would been, what do you feel like you would be now if we would just been scared of that conversation and not have it? 
it's hard to say like exactly what would have happened, but I feel like for me, um, I probably I would have lost a relationship with a lot of people mm-hmm. and probably maybe eventually worked my way out of the culture if I hadn't gotten better. And then probably lost business too. Nobody wants to be around like a negative Nelly. Like you come to see us because you want to experience our culture and you want to be relaxed and you want to enjoy yourself. And even though th- like, like we had to like reform what that meant um, coming back from COVID and how to make people still feel like they were having a relaxing time with a mask on and like those types of things. You could be having a bad day in the back and you could get on the floor <laughs> And it's just like, you're the happiest good lucky. I'm like, oh my gosh, how does she do that? It's amazing. She's a psychopath. <laughs> no, not at all. And, you know, when we had our first conversation, when you came back from maternity leave and you're going through postpartum, now we can kind of laugh about it. But like you were crying. I'm like, hey, is everything okay? And you started crying. You're like, everything's fine. And I'm like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I was like, hey, you don't have to talk to me, but you need to talk to someone. But you remember in the in that we were talking and I said, what you're going through, you're going to be able to help others go through. Yeah. And we got to experience that in the past month and a half. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're going through, you, first off, like, I feel like something as leaders, if we don't know what to say, we're like, hey, you're going to be able to help someone. That's sometimes not what we need to hear at that mm-hmm. time. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to help others right now. I want to get through this. Yeah. When you're in a healthy mindset, you're one of our top three service providers in our company when it comes to service dollars. You are, your last year, do you know how much growth you had last year uh, off the top of your head? Not off the top of my head, but it was in, insane considering we were also closed for two months. Yes, it was. I can't remember it either. It was it was ridiculous. And so you had that healthy mindset. What are some things that you, what are some disciplines you put in place today to keep that healthy mindset so you don't go back to where you were? I'm very disciplined with the time that I spend with my family to make sure that we spend time together and make sure that we just, you know, we don't let the days just like fly us by that we're not spending time together. Um, But I also, I have, I work um, four days a week. And so two of my days off, are weekdays. So every Monday I spend the day with my daughter, but every other week um, when I'm off on Tuesday, she goes to preschool and she spends time with her friends and she has a great day. And then I will clean the house in silence or I'll, you know, go get a facial or go do whatever, just something for me to like to drown out the noise that there's not all the noise going on in the background, just time to like reset yeah, I, I saw a post yesterday and they say the guy put him and his wife said some top tips for marriage and they said carve out selfish time mm-hmm. where it's time for you because you got to take care of you. You have to, again, become a better version of mm-hmm. yourself. And so that's something I keep it a high priority. Like I, I love to fish. That's what mm-hmm. relaxes me and fills me up. I have it on my calendar to fish either next week or the next, like I have to carve it out. Right. If I don't, it won't something happen. will get scheduled there. You know, if you're, if you're thinking, if you're listening, you're thinking like, oh, that must be so nice to have time to go get your nails mm-hmm. done or go get a facial, put it on your calendar, mm-hmm. put it on your calendar. What are, what's some advice that you would give leaders leading people who have an unhealthy mindset? <laughs> That's funny to think of me giving people this advice. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> if I'm the right person for that, but 
Um, I think just listening and understanding, and I know that it's a, um, it's kind of a hard line as a business owner to like not push too far into somebody's personal mm-hmm. business or for it not to turn into a therapy session. But just letting people know that you're there, you're open to talking about whatever it is. And like you told me, like, you don't have to talk to me, but like, maybe you need to talk to somebody. Yeah. But just just listening. And like you said, you have to love that person to have that conversation and see value in them and making sure that they know that, which I feel like you did. But making sure that they know that if I if I didn't love you, I wouldn't be telling you this because it wouldn't matter. I would just be like, just leave. Right. And that that's really great. And when you're having those conversations, you can't really just say, do I love this person? Like, I like to write out, like, how do I show this person I love them? Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> because, you know, if I tell my wife, hey, I love you, but like, I don't pursue her at all. It's just words. Mm-hmm. So when when we're working with our team and our coworkers and we're going to have a hard conversation, we have to say, you know, do I love this person? How do I show them love? Mm-hmm. When's the last time I asked them how they were doing and actually cared mm-hmm. and listened? When's the last time I got them their favorite Starbucks drink or their favorite drink from the, the gas station, whatever it is, because that is building equity with your staff. And when you have to have those tough conversations, they're a lot easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all go through unhealthy mindsets. I go through unhealthy mindsets. And so we have to have leaders and mentors in our lives that pull us out. It's just like a coach. It's just like football, you know, like the Super Bowl just happened. Tom Brady would not be seven Super Bowl rings if it wasn't for the coaches. Coaches and mentors are everything. And so that's sometimes, I mean, it's the dirty work. You know, when somebody has an unhealthy mindset, it's nothing that, I don't think anything a leader goes, oh, yeah, like, (laughs) let's have this tough conversation. It's like, oh, gosh, I don't want to have it, but I know I need to Mm -hmm. have it. You've said so much stuff that's been so insightful. Thanks for being on the podcast. I would love to hear what you thought about this podcast. You can uh, find me on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook at EvanSilver83. And I would love to just shoot me a DM and just say, hey, I listened to this podcast and it was very enlightening or, you know, I hated it, whatever it is. (laughs) But uh, Madison, thanks for being on Touch the Line podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Touch the Line podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel wherever you're listening. 